systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's so, uh, it's so dope that I, I get to watch hummingbirds now in my backyard. In case you're wondering... And, and you listen to, like, every episode, just like we did back in the uh, Little Orphan Annie days on, on the radio when we all sat around. I say that because I'm obviously fucking I was gonna say 130. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? But, you know, I, I put up my hummingbird feeder. I've been a little upset that it hasn't been visited. But now I can report boys and girls. There is action in the backyard. Yeah, they all talk to each other oh. and say, guys, new feeder, new feeder. Fuck yeah, they did. You think they don't chirp that shit around? Absolutely. Fuck yeah, just Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, man, the hummingbirds have been rolling through the backyard. They've been, uh, I mean, only like one at a time. We haven't seen like any kind of like multiple, uh, no couples or, or no dive bombing. Of course, we're worried about aerial warfare. Yes, uh, because they do like to fight. Yeah, thought they might get involved. They're in a some violent of those, species. The old World War One dog fights in the air but now it's been cool man it's 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 like i mean it's truly a freaking zoo in our backyard we saw a coyote oh yeah that's right days ago have we talked about that? no No. we haven't oh dude we were out there um of course pat was fawning over his hummingbirds because it's what i do now he's that's what he's an old man who sits in the backyard and watches my hummingbirds hummingbirds. i love them um and he goes wait there's something over there and i just i know pat and he 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 likes to mess with people i'm like there ain't shit over there stop it you're just messing by the way when 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 she says people she means her yeah okay like she's with me 24 hours she's talking like i like i interact with all these fucking people it's you um there was a coyote on our neighbor's fence on the top of the fence you know they have like those big brick fences so yeah like like you have to explain so like where we live it's very typical southwest living we have these big you know the, the big concrete uh fences and we kind of share this one common wall that goes, you know, all it goes all the way down yeah. with all the houses in our neighborhood. Yeah. And, and then we all have little individual brick walls that, you know, mesh up against it. So this was, yeah, about not our neighbor, but the one the other, over. It was one house so it was over, two yeah. over, right? It was one, two over. And I'm looking and initially I'm looking at these beautiful rose bushes and I'm like, wow, those look nice. I'm like, I bet if I had those over here, more hummingbirds would come over here. I'm literally thinking hummingbirds. And then I noticed behind it that there's like these two little ears that are moving around. Yeah, coyotes have these huge ears that are like white inside. But so see, it's hard to I miss. thought it was a bobcat at first because I thought who's going to walk the wall? I figured a bobcat would walk the wall first. Yeah, I thought it was a bobcat at first, but no, it's it was definitely a coyote and it was eating something. Yeah. Which, by the way, my hairdresser agrees with me. We think it was the missing cat. Oh, get out of here. You guys are making fiction. This is how... She's lived here longer than how us. A, I trust her judgment. This is how a poor pizza place got raided by folks who thought they were funneling children through the oven. Okay? There is a... There's no proof that a I missing know. cat in our neighborhood was devoured and eaten high atop a fence by a coyote we I saw. I know, but still... It's completely two people making shit up. There is a lot of shit going on in the backyard, so we're watching the dog a little more carefully Yeah, today. that was funny after that, because after like this whole thing's going down and I realize it's something, I'm like, yo, yo, check it out. And she whipped out her, her camera, and we got like kind of shaky, shitty video, but it's up on the socials if you want to see it. But um, yeah, we figured out, no, that's not a bobcat, that's, that's a coyote, and it's obviously doing something. I thought maybe he was snacking on 
the the roses. I said, I I wonder if like I don't fucking know roses. I know I'm gonna take a wild guess you know? that it killed something and jumped and up it was on the wall. It up there to eat it. Yeah, yeah, so it would you know his friends wouldn't be able to steal it from him. But like literally, like that all that that was all AJ needed to confirm all of her fears about our backyard and it is well yeah because when we moved here like everybody i asked a lot of questions before we moved here you were very informed yes and a lot of people were like no you can't just let your animals roam around outside like you can in the midwest because there are tons of natural predators and of course i said yeah i i have no doubt and i'm still gonna let my dog out in the backyard to go to the bathroom and now i understand why you need to watch them because there are lots of natural predators that will jump the fence and kill your dog can you believe and this is just funny because right it's like you know when you, you don't realize what you know till you know it do you remember literally up until we came here, me and you were still planning on getting an invisible fence. I'm getting an invisible fence. Yeah, it's funny. We it was were like, literally gonna just fucking put the like the cat and the dogs outside and be like, have a great time, guys. Yeah, just just like the just like back in Michigan. Like, and I mean, aside from the fact that there are natural predators, half not even half. All of the plants in our front yard. Everything wants to kill you. Everything wants to kill you. Like they would try to climb a cactus and we'd have a thousand dollar vet bill because we have 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 cactuses in our yard. Could you imagine the cat on top of the cactus? I could. I bet you the little one could scale the uh, tall one. He probably could without getting pricked. He'd get all the way up to the top and just perch. Just sit there. Yeah. Here I am. Meow. Yeah. No, I was, I got a haircut today and my hairdresser's from Connecticut Mm. and she's been here. I think I forgot how many years, way more, way longer longer than us but she said the same thing she goes i came out here thinking she has a little pomeranian she's yeah. like i thought i could just you know get an invisible fence and then everybody's like are you nuts Fuck, right? and now she's like she said people even give her shit for um she she has a dog door for her pomeranian oh people do yeah, yeah they don't like dog like, doors yeah. well she's like you know they're yelling at me like your dog should not have free roam yeah, of access, the backyard yeah. when you're at work and they also say because of the coyotes um uh, you don't want anything coming into your home that too unfortunately yes, things i mean can get in yes you know snakes you hope to keep out of your yard with the big brick scorpions yeah but imagine what could walk in your house yeah imagine a, a, like a little bobcat no just, i think well yeah the, a bobcat could get in i think she's like, safe from the, no the coyotes because she's like it's like a six pound palm so yeah, she's still, like a small dog door but still yeah that's but i mean think All about of us that dummies moving here from out of state like Fuck, i don't right? understand they must look at us like you fucking, you fucking stupid idiots. midwest <laughs> east coast idiots although i was yeah. i was telling her about our catio and she thought that was the coolest idea and i said i feel like there could be a really great market for catios here yeah because like just like that flyer on the mailbox missing cat cats <laughs> do you know they do need fresh air i'm not saying they should be able to roam around outside no, but but they 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 need that's um, a natural instinct shockingly little outdoor space just to observe a yeah. lot of them just like to observe and they're happy just looking at you know the the birds yeah, and well the and that's what i said i'm like you know we noticed back at our house in michigan like the cats once we got the invisible fence they really never tested the invisible fence they just wanted to sit outside and watch they they, they had spots like you know yeah. and, and it's very true about territory we totally figured out that you know 
Rigby walked a literal, we called it the kitty trail, yeah. but it was a literal path that he walked and it was just, he was on patrol, right? Yeah, like, there this was is a trail my... that went in a circle yeah. around the house. He would he would do a quick patrol and then yeah. he would just go sit and, and watch everything. Yeah, that's it. But I said, I really feel, like she was like, you should start a catio business. And I'm like, but what? But didn't you call a catio place and yes. they quoted you like 10 grand or um, something? So the nearest place that will build you a catio from scratch is in California, except he does travel no to shit. Arizona and so other So you're states. telling me that he would have to come in from out of town and build it for yeah, you? Yeah, but he does. that's what he does. Like I got to tell you, if you're a hand... But yeah, they, they quoted me, I think, yeah. bare minimum. And I mean no paint, nothing fancy. I'm not even Just sure... Just a the, wood structure. I don't even know if the chicken wire was included, but yeah. it was like $7,500. Because that's what... what I we, was like, are you shitting me sideways? We've like, talked thanks, about but no it. thanks. We've talked about this. It's just a chicken coop. It's a, Yeah, that's, that's all, all it is. That's all it is. It's a chicken coop. Yeah. You should be able to order you a can, chicken coop. You can. I mean, because I told her, you know, I, we bought our... Yeah. Ours isn't a chicken coop. Technically, it's a catio. But still, I was like, it could it could be a chicken coop, I guess. But I said, I bought it. I made it myself. I'm like, I put it together. It wasn't hard to put together. And then you cut. Basically, I think the hardest part was, A, trying to move it by myself. Because yeah. it, it, it's not heavy, but it's just big and, and kind of flimsy because it's got chicken wire. Sure. And then cutting the hole in your screen to, to allow the cats to go out oh, of your house. Oh, to install the, the little walkway. That's probably, that was the hardest part. But I'm like, man, I feel like I could make, if I bought everybody what, these catios <laughs> and charged them like three mm. times the amount to put it together, I could totally make some money off of this. You know, maybe just stick to what you're good at. Yeah, All right, I'll I'm just stick saying. To it. it's fine. Jesus fucking Christ. How we end up back on catios? This is know. not how I thought we started. The 100. And fifth episode, like that episode one hundred five. Wow, one hundred five, baby. You ever worked for a one hundred five on the FM dial? No, we worked for a one hundred six five, but not one hundred five. But did you work for any one hundred fives? I'm trying to think if I did ninety two. I had a lot of ninety twos. Yeah, lot of ninety twos. A shit ton. Well, it's episode one hundred five. Of course, we do want to um, deliver on promises, right? And that's why, if you listen to episode one hundred four, and actually. Paid attention. <laughs> Gave a shit. <laughs> Absorbed all the football talk. You noticed that we uh, A lot did. of people really love that episode, by they the way. Did, did you love see that? that? Apparently, they want more sports talk out of us. So, <laughs> on to Tom Brady. Is he going to retire or not? And if he does, does Aaron Rodgers... What did Karen Rodgers say today? <laughs> we were talking about that, but if I started talking about Aaron Rodgers... No, we'll, we'll talk about a whole other episode. fucking podcast. The last podcast we did touch upon, though, the uh, Pepsi Halftime Super Bowl show, which is going to feature Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Mm. Blige. Basically, we ran out of all the old white guys to put on stage. Yeah. They're done. And those weren't very good halftime shows. They're done. Shows no, anyway. actually, they were fucking phenomenal. You think so? The Paul McCartney ones, the Bruce Springsteen ones. I think after Nipplegate... Which is, of course, when, you know, Justin and Janet had to flash a boob and apparently scar the whole fucking country. <laughs> All these people who watch porn uh, on a regular basis are like, oh, my God, oh my But after that, you know, the halftime show went, as they say, safe, right? Yes. It, it went away from, from MTV being producers. It became this very safe show. And they basically trotted out every aging Golden God of Rock. If you had a pulse, they started with McCartney. Yeah. That's easy. Uh, then I think they went through all the typicals of Bruce and the Stones and the Who and Prince. Not old white guy, but old, you know, Golden God of Rock. Yeah. Um, Prince. I'm trying to, I mean, so they, I think they just ran the fuck out. Well, yeah. Because remember after all of those, yeah. 
they they did the Black Eyed Peas, Say which they, was an absolute shit yeah, it was show. Very, it was terrible. And that's when we realized, okay, they've run out of the Golden Gods of Rock. They're done. So they're, they're trying waiting to find something back. clean, top 40, and yes. now it sucks. And like the Black Eyed Peas were very clean. It was very, everyone could dance to it. And then, uh, what, the weekend last year? I'll tell you what, I watched that halftime show. I was in Hawaii with that, right? So I was with a bunch of uh, old folks. These were people like 65 plus, retired, living the life. I'm the odd man out. And even they had a good time watching like the weekend because they knew the songs from either just radio or uh, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Or, I mean, they were like, oh, yeah, like they didn't necessarily know him. Yeah, but they but knew the music. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll clap along to this. So here we are. The new one is Gangstified. It's for all of us who came up in the 90s. Oh, it's um, going to be so great. Being told that these were uh, terrible uh, musicians. <laughs> Uh, now they're all billionaires and right. they uh, are coming to, I mean, it's really true. I mean, the fucking government, I mean, launched a campaign against gangster rap. Okay. The vice president of America. Yeah. That's the crip side. Like, like, you know, <laughs> took a interest in this shit. So it's so weird to see for those of us who have been around to see it go from what it was to like. It's the halftime show. We're doing the halftime show. So the halftime show's got all of our friends. But we have, of course, noted that some of their most iconic songs um, do include a lot of cameos, right? Uh, and the cameos, unfortunately, uh, just by nature, um, some folks aren't around anymore. Yeah, that's a problem. And it's not just, I know, before everyone starts talking about gunplay and da 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 No, not because everyone got gunned down. Uh, this, these are also songs that are 25 fucking years old. Yeah. People get old and they get sick and they die of stuff, including our good friend, Nate Dog. Nate to the D-O-double-G, as you know, is the slick, smooth R&B voice behind all those big death row classics. Yeah. Whenever you heard a Dre song, a Snoop song, all that early death row shit that was just blowing up back in the day, Nate was the guy singing the hook. He was arguably, I mean, I'd say he's the hook guy, right? Yeah, I agree with that. He's like the original T-Pain, where T-Pain kind of became like the hook guy, where he just hooked up with all the rappers, and he's like, I'll just do that part. You rap yeah. the rest. He became the guy of, all right, you you come in as Snoop, you rap your shit, and then I'm going to come in and sing. And it was really kind of a juxtaposition of artistry, right? Yeah, so Pat's big thing was, do you think they'll have a hologram of Nate Dogg when Snoop Dogg comes out? I'm and I just, said, wow, that is, um, that's a tall order. I'm not saying it won't happen. Dr. But, Dre made it. He's a fucking billionaire. I, with a B. There's, with a B. Forget about that. Let's just talk about the money surrounding the NFL and the Super well, Bowl I in general. Know, but, there is plenty of money for I a Nate Dogg hologram. But see, now The weekend fucked it up because last year The weekend spent a bunch of his own money on the production because he wanted it to be a, that good a yeah. certain way good and the nfl was kind of like look this is what we can do and he goes how about this they go that's just not in our budget he goes well fuck it i'm paying for it you know so good for him oh yeah so he has pride because remember yeah. it was a very conceptual show last yeah. year yeah right? so listen nate dog arguably is featured in a lot of these great hooks and you just what are you gonna do when it comes time for everyone to go hold, hold up, up. Wait, you know, come on, man. I said we should probably end up having ourselves a hologram Nate Dogg. Whether it happens, I don't know. People are still betting on a hologram Tupac, though. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I think know they already that... did it. I think because yeah. it's been done. Coachella popped that that bubble, right? I promised in the last episode that on the next episode, <laughs> yeah, hold up. I'd tell you all about my Nate Dogg story. 
So for uh, everyone who wasn't acquainted with Nate Dog, we just told you. I entered the world of hip-hop radio in 2003. And before that, I had worked really kind of specifically uh, top 40 uh, radio. Yeah, this kind of pulls back the fourth wall. Um, Radio DJs so very rarely get to pick what format they work in. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you can apply at a job that you want to apply at. You don't have to apply when you don't want to. But if sometimes if you want to pay bills, get experience, whatever, you end up, you know. and, And listen, here's the weird part. With me, legitimately at that time, I was a fan of dance music, top 40, and hip-hop. Yeah. Those are my three things. Um, I hadn't yet learned about country music yet, so I wasn't like, wouldn't apply to a country. I didn't, I was way too young to be at like the 80s, 90s, and now station. So I was kind of in that world. And I got this gig in Salt Lake City, Utah. I know, when I say hip-hop, you think. You think Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, Utah. The Mormon capital of the world. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) It was a good time in hip-hop. Think about 2003. This is like when 50 Cent broke. Um, Eminem is just anything he releases, regardless of how silly it is. And these days, he has admitted to how silly some of that garbage was (laughs) when he was like super pilled out and just doing songs and like character voices, right? Um, But hip-hop was just fucking huge. It was to the point of if you were at a country bar, uh, I guarantee you at least one time that night, they played 50 Cent in the club. Yeah. And, every, and everybody loved it. And everyone loved it. Everyone who was just yeah. doing the boot scooting boogie was like, oh, it's your birthday. Yep. It's your birthday. Right? That's just how big the music was. So I get this gig in Salt Lake City as the night jock, which is pretty much the hippest fucking time slot at a radio station. That's the fun one, yeah. Right, 7 p.m. to midnight, 2003. That's when everybody, uh, all the important people are out of the building. Fuck yeah. And they're just happy that you're there keeping the station on the air. Right. So it's pretty much carte blanche to have a party. And it's like already kind of a wild format. Like, like yeah. we embrace just what hip-hop was, which at that time was a lot of the crunk music, like Lil John, the East Side Boys, um, you know, uh, Pitbull when he first started it's, yeah it's so funny to think I worked with Pitbull when he first broke yeah. and he was really much more street and it's so hilarious to, for me to see him now in like the suit and the whole hey papi chulo yeah. I'm like dude you were in like baggy jeans and a hoodie with gold chains when I met you but so I'm out there uh, and I get this gig and they wanted me out there by a specific date, and it was for a concert. The concert was a Halloween-themed uh, show that the station was putting on, a radio concert. Yeah. We've all been to them before, right? This one was called the Monster Jam. Get it? It's Halloween. Get it. Thank Monster you. Monster Jam. Thank you for explaining. And the station, which was called U92, still around today, does very well for itself, gone through a few ownership changes, and lots of different folks have worked there, but still around playing playing the hip-hop hits. But when I was there, it was only about four years old. So it was still in that phase of... We have it, to impress. Well, just is it going to last? Like, yeah. no one knew. Like, is this just going to kind of work for right now, and then yeah. what's going to happen? So they say, hey, Pat, we want to hire you. We want you to come on out here. Be our night guy. But you got to be here by this date. I go, why? We got this concert. I go, okay. They're like, we want you on stage at this concert to introduce you to all your new listeners, yeah. right? I go, okay, no problem. I go, who's playing the show? And they start laying these names on me. And you got to remember, I'm working in South Bend, Indiana. I hadn't had a big radio job yet. Well, yeah, you all. We also have to explain that because nobody in who's out of is not in radio would understand. The bigger the city you work in, 
usually the more connections they well, yeah, have the, with celebrities. I mean, that's just normal, right? That's more fun shit. Well, like, yeah. you know, you're in the action. When you're working in New York and L.A., you're working just, that's where shit happens. When you're working in South Bend, Indiana, yeah. maybe not so much. Yeah. So you go to Salt Lake City, they they obviously have connections and they want... It's, to, it's a bigger yeah. city. We're able yeah. to put on a big production. So this big show put on by the station, they go, all right, well, uh, the headline is Busta Rhymes. And I'm like, okay. Oh, they go, uh, the uh, supporting act is uh, Ludacris. And of course, that's right when... Uh, uh, Ludacris is again just banging hits yeah. anything he dropped Non-stop. like number one and they start going down there's a litany of acts and then they get to they go oh yeah Warren G and Nate Dogg and me being the Midwestern cat I go oh you have a throwback act I thought they were kind of, and because this is 2003 yeah so I figured all right this is like their you know oh yeah Bubba Sparks was on the bill as well that's cool it was it was a good, just a fucking great night um, but but Nate Dogg and Warren G were supposed to be there that's when I found out about the divide in hip hop that was still alive and well in 2003 between the East and West because Nate Dogg and Warren G in 2003 were still dropping new music that was charting and being aired on like West Coast uh, hip hop stations. Okay. That I mean, I had no so clue. So you about. had to learn about the West Coast hip hop. Well, I mean, I knew out. a lot about it, but just to me at that point, I thought you know, like Warren G and Nate Dogg were kind of like you know washed up. I mean, no. you know, this is even before. To be honest, this is when Snoop was in a lull. This was before Snoop had dropped uh, the album with Drop It Like It's Hot. I mean, Rhythm and Gangsta was like the comeback album, right? So this was this period when that whole kind of West Coast death row scene was just, it had gone away and it seemed like the M&Ms, the 50 Cents, you know, there was this new era of shit going on. So first I get told by my boss, like, oh no, Nate Dogg and Warren G are like current artists. Yeah. My mind's blown. Mind blowing, right? Yeah. Oh my god! So I'm like, holy shit, this is a big deal. So he goes, look, I want you to be out there, be on stage, and I want you to interview all the artists. And I'm thinking, holy shit, I'm I'm the guy now. No I'm, pressure. I'm like Carson Daly, and I gotta come You're up. Carson. I gotta come up with fucking questions too, right? So I end up showing up for this show. Uh, Warren G does not make the show, by okay. the way. Ends up missing his flight from L.A. Very common. Welcome to the world of doing concerts. Shit like this happens. So it ends up becoming like Nate Dogg does his show uh, kind of solo. And he ends up coming back out with Ludacris to do um, I Got Hose. I, I got, got hose. hose. I got hose. Yeah. Different, different area codes. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and, and that was awesome, you know, as well. And so it was just a mad, to, to, to use a, 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 a phrase from Trey and Matt, it was a magical evening. It was <laughs> for a young boy who was, you know, I, I was, I don't know, 22, 23. It was a big step in my life. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah, that's huge. I'm sitting on stage that's at baptism this. baptism by fire. Yeah, like, I'm, I I'm in this arena of 10,000 people and I'm on stage and I'm... So how do you go from interviewing <laughs> and introducing these guys to hanging out with them? Because I feel like that's a big step. Well, like like anyone, after the show, there's the after party and after the party, there's a hotel lobby. We ended up uh, by happenstance, myself, the program director of the station, the exiting operations manager of the station, uh, going to a hotel in downtown Salt Lake that had a bar lounge. It also happened to be the hotel where they were putting the up artists, all yeah. the artists. I suspect it's a little bit of, I think the bosses wanted to have an eye on the hotel to make sure 
Everything went smooth. Everything was cool, yeah. On both ends, by the way. Well, yeah, make sure on the celebrities are behaving and make sure the hotel is taken and, and care yeah, of And, yeah, make sure because this is also Salt Lake, and I'm, you know, not that I think I'm bursting anyone's bubble on diversity, but a bunch of uh, mainly black guys storming a hotel, you want to make sure the hotel doesn't act a fool. Yeah. Right? Because all of a sudden you've got... I mean, these are... And you don't want... Yeah, you don't want to uh, to, to ruin their experience because yeah. then they won't come back for another show. So, my my suspect is that we ended up there because the bosses wanted to kind of keep an eye. While we're in this little hotel lobby, and I the conversation I remember having was around beer because it was the night that I found out that Salt Lake City in Utah serves a lower alcohol percentage beer because I ordered a beer from the bar. And my boss at the time goes... Oh, boy, if you're a beer drinker, welcome to drinking in Utah. You're going to be spending a lot of cash because, you know, that's lower alcohol here. I'm like, what? Who drinks beer to get wasted, though? Like, honestly. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people are specific beer drinkers. Really? Tons of people. I mean, but I, I just feel, I, maybe, you know, this was before, like, all the fancy beer stuff. Like, the IPAs. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just Miller. Was, yeah. I, I mean, I ordered a Budweiser. Give yeah. me a Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So we're sitting there, we're having a good time. We uh, actually, that night too, was a night that we spotted from across the room, someone that I would end up becoming super big friends with. They go, hey, there's this guy over there. Shit, that's Jagger. He works at the other station in town. First time I ever met Jagger. No shit. We're sitting at this hotel uh, bar, and walking by all of a sudden is one of the record guys. Now, the record guys, for those who don't know, come with the artist. Yeah. They're fun little... Because that's how you get the artist right. to do your radio station yes. show is you call your record rep. The record guy is the guy who has the bridge connection. Yeah. He's the guy who works with the station all the time. And then when the station wants to put on a show, they call him, cut me a deal, can we make this happen, yada, yada. We see a record guy come by. His name is Sujit. Probably still works in the fucking industry. Sujit is a little, tiny, scrawny man of some Middle Eastern descent, right? And he's wearing this jacket that's like fucking two sizes too big for him. Was it fur? And he flips it around. No, I'm serious. Was it fur? No, it was leather. Oh, okay. I was just but, I mean, it looks <laughs> like a big pimp fur jacket. No, no, no. It looks like a kid went into his dad's closet and, and got a suit. And he's like, I'm wearing it. And he goes, like, he's walking by and just, you know, the bosses go, hey, Sujit, man. And then he goes, hey. He turns around. And on the, on the back of it, it says 213, which, if anyone knows, is an area code for the Long Beach. It was also a super group that was formed by Snoop, uh, Nate Dogg, and Warren G., the 213 Project. He goes, I took Nate Dogg's jacket. <laughs> he fucking apparently just took Nate Dogg's jacket okay. and was wearing it around like an asshole. And then he looks at us and goes, what are you doing here? You need to come with us. Uh-oh, party in the room. Exactly. And they go, why? What's up? And that's when he goes, hey, well, you know, we're, we're going up to the fucking room. We're, we're, we're going to get down after the show. And the two bosses give the most neutral look. And they're cool bosses, yeah. right? They're radio bosses. You're not, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're fucking stiffs, right? But they gave, like, this most neutral look. And me, being the new young buck who just touched down, and I'm fucking just flying on adrenaline. I'm like... You're like, I'm going. I said, oh, yeah, come on, let's go, man. So the one boss looks at the other one and goes, yeah, sure, let's go. And we literally get led on this little weird adventure that involves elevators, wrong rooms. That was the best part. You haven't lived till you've seen... 
like hip hop security guards banging on the wrong uh, <laughs> doors at like one in the morning. A little grandma answers the door. Man, I said open the door, man. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I shit you not. We eventually end up in a hotel room that is indeed Nate Dogs. Now, Nate Dogs, uh, Nate Dog is not in the room at that point. Uh, it is just us and the record rep. Then, about a minute afterwards, the door opens. In walks security guards of Nate Dog with the most cornucopia, eclectic collection of women that I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I'm talking tall, short, black, white, fat, skinny, ugly, beautiful, Mormon Satanist, Democrat, Republican. <laughs> like, they, they literally were like, we need a it fucking, was a melting pot. we need a Skittles of women in this room. And all these women pour in. And of course, if, if you've ever been in a situation like this, they Most don't people have not they had. don't give a fuck about anyone except, except the, the yeah. famous guy. And yeah. you know, so imme- That's the only reason they're there. So immediately it's not a loose environment. It's not like we're having fun because it's like we're there and all these women show up and they're just looking around like, well, Nate Dog's not here and who the fuck are you? Yeah. Right? And we're just like three weird white guys and one little dude from like India, right? Uh and 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 so it was a weird energy. Then Nate Dog shows up. Like the door opens up. It's fucking Nate Dog, and it's him. Couple of the boys. They they roll in, and then it's just like fucking eyes. Eyes are on him, and I really mean this. And maybe it's why I've I've said this a few times because of our interactions with uh you know famous folks. I feel bad for him. Why? Because re- just no one's fucking normal. And well, I mean, yeah, of course not. I'm sure you learn to operate within that, but just the whole vibe change well, and when they he know like, that too. They, I know. They're aware that people are not going to be themselves around them. Right, 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 right. So we're in this thing, and as soon as Nate shows up, cool as a fucking cucumber, he's got the fucking Nate dog derby on and all that shit and the fucking chains. He sees Sujit with his jacket and goes, There's my fucking jacket. He takes the jacket back. Every eye is on him in in the room from the women, right? Because there's women, there's not like a bar. It wasn't like there was like a it's bar. A room. Like there's literally just women sitting on like either the couches or the beds just kind of sitting there like okay and Nate Dog ends up like uh, bringing out a CD and it's like a burn you know all right it's 2003 okay motherfuckers it's 2003 Nate Dog ends up like bringing out this uh, little CD pops it in the CD player starts playing new tunes uh, my boss is just fucking yum, 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 eating it up. Yeah. He's pretty much rim jobbing Nate Dog with every track yeah, that he plays. Geez. Every fucking song that Nate plays. He's like, this, this is the next power record. Yeah, of course he for, is. This is, a, this is the next episode of the next episode. Oh, my God. Um, at that point, there was just a weird, and this has been going on, like, at this point, we're there for like half an hour, right? And we've had like maybe a beer or something. And, you know, my boss is, you know, kind of, doing the thing with the music and all the women are staring at the guys and you know, all the dudes who are the hanger ons are trying to pick up the women who are really there to hook up with Nate dog. And eventually the boss who wasn't involved kind of looks and goes, I think it's time to get out of here, fellas. What do you think? <laughs> time to bounce. Yeah. Okay. I mean, which is cause, and also as being the outside guy, right? Whenever you're invited in, it's also good to be, 
to leave before you're asked to leave. Yes, you need to be polite yes. and not overstay your welcome. Yes, like we didn't want Sujit or Nate Dogg's people at one point being like, dude, you, you, gotta gotta, go. you guys got to get the fuck out of here because yeah. we're going to start like banging all these girls and you need to roll, right? And uh, we, uh, yeah, we left. And uh, because it's 2003, there are no fucking photos. There was no Twitter. There was no iPhones. Thank God. All you have of this story is my tale. That's it. That's it. That's so, it. That's my correct tale. Me if I'm it's my wrong. tale of hanging out with Nate Dogg. Okay, hang on. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. You kind of just hung out in the same room with Nate Dogg? Yeah. Did you, like, hang out with him? Yeah, I mean, because it was like, I mean, uh, unfortunately. Not that it matters. No, no, no. I just like when you say like, you hang out with a celebrity, because you have hung out, you hung out with Lee Bryce. Yeah, no, like I legitimately, like me and Lee Legit Bryce broke, hung out with him. Broke, be- broke bread and in, just had a good time. In yeah. his tour bus. So you yeah. didn't really hang out I with would Nate say Dogg. I was involved, you were just kind of there. Like, like I, I, I'm involved with the group that's hanging out, okay. right? Like like it's the radio crew at the upper end, right? Because it's, it's yeah. management, right? So it's the people basically responsible for paying a lot of fucking money. Yeah. There's got to be here. Um, so it's kind of like that crew melded with their limited. Because remember, it's it's a traveling show. So it's probably going to be him, his record guy, one or two security guys, and then one or two crony guys. So it was more like we were all like this little crew hanging out. It wasn't like, you know, I sat there and fucking told Nate Dogg, yo, when I was 15 years old. Well, that's why I asked. I first heard you sing, you know, about these hoes, you know. No, I did not have okay. that kind of conversation. But you were with in them. the same hotel but, room. Yeah, with we, me. yeah, but like, you know, like we, we gave the what's ups and like, you know, we were in just opposing crews. You got to know. My question is, where yeah. was Snoop's hotel room? Uh, yeah, Snoop wasn't on the bill. Sorry, Snoop. Snoop was not oh, there. I thought you said he was. Sorry. No, he was not. No, it's all right. You're not paying attention. Most people probably aren't fucking paying attention no, right no, now. No, anyway. I, I, I was. Th- it, it's obviously thinking of the Super <laughs> no. Bowl halftime yeah. show and not your but, show, yeah. So, that's my story about Snoop, uh, about Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg, unfortunately, did pass away. He suffered a, a few strokes. I believe he had some other health issues. And, uh, you know, a lot of people from that era that I remember talking to when he passed away, because we all had these Nate Dogg stories, yeah. really did confirm, um, including those management fellows, that he was a cool dude. Yeah, he had a guy. He had a calm energy, uh, just laid back, and they always in, enjoyed working with him. And, um, you know, because that's what it is in the end. It's, it's, it's business, right? Yeah. Like, we like to fucking dress it up as celebrities and all this and hanging business, out in rooms yeah. but it's it's people coming together for business to say, do a, whatever he, it is it's doubtful he wanted to hang out with the radio crew either yeah, right but, but it's probably do. like yeah okay all right yeah. why not we're hanging so that's my story with nate dog see i did not uh yeah i did not uh, uh have any hose in any area codes no good. he apparently had them all that night though i, I think yeah although i did you didn't get the leftovers i feel bad for you know the leftovers went to the cronies but and i do feel bad like for the women because you know once you figure out you're a leftover you're like, oh no, oh no, oh yeah. no! The hanger on one. Now I've got to do one of his 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 uh, right? his cronies. What do you do now? And that's not why I'm here. <laughs> so that's why I hope that we get an eight dog hologram that shows up at the Super Bowl. I just don't. I think that's that's asking too much. This is a huge no, no. bill. This is a huge bill. Remember the days when there was only one artist or one band on the bill? No, this is huge. They're not going to pull out an eight-dog hologram. I want an eight-dog hologram. You're not going to get it. I'm sorry, Pat. That's that's my reasoning why we should. Please sign my change.org petition. (laughs) And thank you for coming to my tech talk. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. Pat and AJ.com. 
Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.